0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 61 of the Grace, Peace, and Balance Show. Excuse me. I am Gabi Abdelgadir, and today I have a very special guest, Mrs. Whitney Wiley. Whitney has a very long bio, but I'm going to read just a few for you, and I will be posting her um, whole bio and all her contact information On the podcast, you can get in touch with her. So Whitney is the founder and chief evolution officer of Shifting into Action. She is an author. She is actually an international best-selling author, trainer, consultant, coach, and speaker. As the premier stage coach, Whitney has over 25 years... of experience coaching in the areas of dream and goal achieving, career management and transition, and leadership development. She helps new and aspiring leaders build and manage careers that feed their souls, use their talents and gifts, and finance the lives of their dreams through training programs and retreats, one-on-one and group coaching. In addition, she provides consulting and coaching services to organizations relating to succession management, leadership development and training, human resources and talent development. Whitney holds a bachelor's degree in organizational behavior and leadership from the University of San Francisco, a master's degree in, in organizational development and leadership from St. Joseph's University, and Juris Doctor from Alliant International University San Francisco Law School. She is a certified life coach with a specialty in career transitions and a Jack Canfield Success Principals trainer. When Whitney is not riding, speaking, or helping clients reach their goals, you can find her running, cycling, improving her photography skills, playing golf, or wine tasting. With friends and trying to convince her husband to relocate to Hawaii. (laughs) I love that. Okay. (laughs) I just love that. Yeah. So, welcome uh, to my podcast, Whitney. Yeah. Thank you. This is an honor. I appreciate you um, inviting me. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. Number one, you're my mastermind partner one of my mastermind partners, and yeah, secondly, yeah. I really have a lot of respect for you and what you do, and uh, yeah, so let's get started. Before we get into the business side of it, tell me a little bit about your childhood. What kind of a child were you? Were you naughty? Were you serious? <laughs> were you... I was just uh If
1: you ask the people in my family, they would all say that I was really serious. I was a serious, um, kind of no-nonsense child, and I think I was that into much of my adulthood. Um, It is a pretty recent development that I am, uh, let's say I've lightened up a little bit. Um, Love the second time around has done that. And some life experiences, uh, tragedy that Uh has gotten me to a place where, you know, life is, you know, life is short, but it's meant to be enjoyed. And, We we have to not take everything so seriously. So yeah, as a as a child, if you saw pictures of me, I I usually had a kind of a stern little look on my face and um <laughs> would have people often say, You're too pretty, you should smile and I would be like,
0: Yeah <laughs> I know, eh? Oh my god, yeah, because like you've got the most beautiful smile, man. Oh, so you should you. show it off, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, you are. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, but you're still serious. You're still a little bit, a little bit serious. Yeah. It it served me well for some
1: time. I was a lawyer, well, Uh still am, a lawyer and a lobbyist. And so some of that is, you know, part of that part of my personality served me well in that part of my profession.
0: Yeah, But,
1: uh, you know, we we really do need to enjoy life a little yes. more than a lot of us do. So
0: Yeah, exactly. And then when we are coaching people, especially people who are going through hardship, they need a little bit like mm-hmm. not-so-seriousness. Like they need a little bit of laughter. They need a little bit of smile. They need that encouragement. So I agree with you. Absolutely. Okay, so, okay, Absolutely. so, okay, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know why I expected you to be like, a tomboy or naughty like me uh, but uh, I was a tomboy. <laughs> you were?
1: <laughs> I was a tomboy very much in the sports.
0: Yeah. I was often the only
1: girl that was playing games you know on the school ground with the boys and I was I was really athletic good at sports and mm-hmm. and I still enjoy sports to this day so.
0: Okay, well, at least common. we have a little bit in common. <laughs> because <laughs> We have a lot in common. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, talk to me about shifting into action. This company you started, what is it about? So
1: shifting into action initially was about coaching. And I was um, doing what I would say was career management, career development, mentoring. Uh And I always had people coming to me asking about, uh, you know, if if they wanted to, they weren't happy in the job they were doing. They were looking at changing jobs and wanting to do something else. And so it started there, really, which was about mentoring and, and coaching. And then I decided that, well, I really enjoyed that. I, You know, Gabby, and I think you too, you know, I've Mm -hmm. gotten to know you quite a bit over the months, and I just really love helping people get where they want to go, to do what they want to do, to stop and figure out what it is that they're, they're dreaming about and give themselves permission to dream. And, you know, as someone who spent a good deal of my life doing jobs that I did not necessarily enjoy, and, and they were often, you know, um, practical. It was about putting food on a table or keeping a roof over our head and not actually enjoying those those jobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, you know, as part of my awakening about enjoying life, I I'm really an advocate now and a pretty kind of a hard-line thinker about we can do work that we love and enjoy and will pay us a living, right? It, it's not mutually exclusive. And so shifting into action really started about getting that mind shift and going to a place where you didn't think that it was one or the other. You know, if you're, yes. are, you know, people tend to think people who love their jobs, artists, and you know, maybe athletes, people who are doing fun things. But people love all kinds of jobs. Engineers love their jobs. Doctors mm-hmm. and and people in retail love their jobs. But if you're in a job in any of those jobs or professions and you don't mm-hmm. actually enjoy it, mm-hmm. you should yep. figure out what it is you love to do get the right mindset around you about how to move into something that really works for you. So that's what it started. And then I made a decision going through my own journey in a profession that I was not enjoying, working with people that I wasn't necessarily enjoying working with or for and, you know, as part of that awakening, I was like paying very close attention to what was happening in organizations on a management level, in the leadership levels of organizations. And so I went back to school and got a master's degree in organizational development and leadership, and it has now become about creating workplaces and environments that people the employees engage and enjoy working in. So working with leadership to help them create the cultures that people love to be in and developing leaders that have that same mindset. So that's kind of the evolution of where Shifting in the Action started and where it's going. It's still very much about people in the transition and development phases of their careers, but for the benefit of the greater good of the organization and the other employees that they work with.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So when you decided to let go of the job market, which is as a lawyer also, it's not really fun. I have worked with lawyers most of my life, and it's not fun <laughs> to work with them. <laughs> Trust me. They, no, seriously, number one, they don't have a life. Like their life is so stressful. I feel sorry for their families, the wives and the kids. No, seriously. That is true. And uh, yeah, and then they always are like stressed, and they stress you. Like even if it's nothing to do with you, when you see people around you are stressed, it it kind of the energy kind of affects you, right? So right, when you right. decided, yeah, when you decided that one day that's it, this is not for me. I got to find what my passion is. How did that happen? Like, what was the moment that made you decide uh, the job market so, is not for me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, for me, it, it was a, a little different because I didn't work in a law firm. And mm-hmm. so, I didn't have the stress that many of the lawyers that I worked with um, mm-hmm. encountered. So, I worked, at, I was in house counsel for a trade association. Mm-hmm. And the, my work was kind of transactional, and I had a job that, for the most part, most of the year allowed me to work a pretty typical nine-to-five work day. But yeah. the lawyers that I worked with all, you know, were the, the kinds of lawyers that you just described. My, my situation was more, I was involved in politics. And okay. so, as a lobbyist on the lobbying side of my job, involved in politics, and in California is very partisan, right? It's it's pretty much a one party state, and I am a pretty practical person. I believe that that there that the answer usually doesn't lie at the extremes, and that there is a place for. You know, both parties to do what's in the absolute best interest of the constituent, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so in my world, it was becoming more and more fractured. I represented um, the, the membership of the association I worked for were employers. They were business people and m- very heavily regulated in California, and it was difficult to make inroads to explain what was needed to make that industry work well in a place that seemed hostile to what we were trying to do. So for me, that was sort of the backdrop of that, and – I think the the real impetus for me ultimately leaving and the moment that really kind of stuck stuck out with me had to do more with management and the leadership of California as an external um, as an external factor and then the leadership and management of the organization I worked for. And me just realizing that my values, what I wanted in my life, didn't fit and connect with the direction that either of those were going. And I want to live every day of my life in service of my values and priorities. I want my work, the work that I do, to revolve around that. I don't want to be working I don't want my life to fit around my work. I want my work to fit around and support the life that I want. And oh, wow. So That's powerful. When I realized, yeah, so when I realized that there was a, a, a misalignment there, that was really the moment. I was like, okay, I'm, I can't continue to do this because it, I wasn't happy. And I was coming home, and I was bringing that home to my family, and it just kind of coming home every evening in a bad mood. I didn't want to get up in the morning and go to work. And I was like, this can't be the way this is supposed to work. Uh it, It shouldn't be this way. And it was then that I made a decision that I was going to make a change. It took me a while to put the pieces in place because I'm a planner, um, yeah. I am someone who likes to look at a big picture, and so I put a plan in the place, and part of that was going back to school and getting the master's degree. Part of that was about going and getting the coaching certificate and some other things um, in order to have a plan in place so that I could move and do what I want. And so I've been working for myself solely now for the past um, 20 months uh, and had been doing, I guess you would call it a side hustle, been doing the coaching and consulting as a side hustle prior to um, actually leaving my job. And so Mm -hmm. for the past 20 months, I have been solely working for myself.
0: Oh wow, that's amazing! And your husband must have been very supportive of your you quitting your job and going to school.
1: He uh, he absolutely. He is my biggest supporter, my okay. biggest Excellent.
0: fan.
1: Um, yeah, Excellent. and uh, very blessed to have him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because not a lot of people get that support. Are you crazy to leave a job like that? That's what you hear people <laughs> say. You know, like you, oh, she lost her mind. I have a friend who. Uh, uh, did that and like, oh my God! Everybody is like, oh, she's crazy. What is wrong with you? Why don't you be grateful? What is do you have a job? And no, no, no! Look at her now. She is doing amazing things. She didn't listen. I, I'll be she honest just,
1: with yeah. you, I, I, Gabby. You know, I'll be honest with you. That some of that was my own mindset, right? Which was, <laughs> and it was a struggle to get to to that place, which was. You spent time going to law school. You spent time, you know, studying for the bar, becoming a lawyer. You've been in this career now for, you know, X number of years. What will people think of you leaving? You know, basically starting all over again. Um, and so that was in that was in my own head. Leaving the money, right? I it was, yeah. it was very well compensated. So leaving the money and basically starting from scratch, but. You know, ultimately it came down to, seriously, my values and priorities and just feeling like I was was dying a slow death inside by continuing to do what I was doing. But I'll say this, once I made the decision to make the change, even though I didn't pull the trigger for a while, that right there, it, it was like a glimmer of hope you know, a light at the end of the tunnel made it possible to go in every day with a different attitude about the job um, for the amount of time that I stayed until I finally left.
0: Oh, wow. You had the strong desire to change, which is what Napoleon Hill teaches, right? Desire is the starting point of all achievement. Good for you. My God. I hope people listen to this and get inspired. I hope your listeners listen to her witness story and get inspired if you need help you can always get in touch with her which will be posted and uh, and also you have uh, you are a co-author and then you have books coming out I do
1: I do so okay, I am so- a, a, a contributing author to um a best selling book that is, uh, not quite a month old yet. It's called The One Habit for Success. It's the Smart Fem Special Edition Summit, the Smart Fem Summit Special Edition, and it is a book of habits. So each of the contributing authors has, um, offered up a, a habit and what is called an unhabit or a habit to break that yes. if you take any one of the habits will help you in your life. And my particular habit um, was around leadership. And it is a process I call the Simple Leadership Method, which is Mm -hmm. the name of the book that I have. Um, I'm wrapping that up and working on getting it published. But it's called the Simple Leader. And Mm -hmm. then there's the Simple Leadership Method. And SIMPLE is an acronym for Mm -hmm. self-awareness, intentionality, mastery, purposefulness, leverage, and energy. And it is this the combination of these components that I believe, when you bring them all together, helps to make you a better leader. And it all starts with self-awareness. If you don't know who you are, what your values are, what your priorities are, um, how you impact people, how you navigate the world, you cannot be a good leader period i don 't care what your title is i don 't care you know what it is you 're doing yeah you need to be aware of who you are, and then the other five pieces of that revolve around kind of the the core of your self awareness in the world. Um, And when you bring all these factors to bear, it helps you to be a better leader. And leadership ultimately is about influence. It's Mm -hmm. about empowering other people. It's about lifting them up and helping them be the best they can be. And Mm -hmm. when you do that for the members of your team, your team rises, and everything that you seek as a leader comes to you. So you don't yeah. have to, you know, lord your power over people to get things done. You don't have to oppress people or put keep them down or withhold information to, to rise up as a leader. You know, yeah. if you take care of your team, your team will take care of you. They'll take care of your clients and your yeah. customers. And business is better overall.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Well well done. And then you did the Jack the Jack Canfield Success Principles training as well, you're a certified. Yeah. 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 Excellent. And that's how Which we met, is I how guess. Exactly
1: how we met.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So if um the other question that I had for you was so your book is the simple I'm trying to It's the simple that? leader? The Simple Leader and the the subtitle
1: is? It's the Simple Leader and then there is a separate program that I'm putting together. It's called the Simple Leadership Method, which is based on the concept of the Simple Leader. And so that will be training um, and a training development program basically.
0: Okay. Well, is it going to be like an audio program or it's live program? How is it going to be?
1: It will. It will be both.
0: Both. So we're
1: working. I'm actually in the process of working through all those component pieces. You know how it is putting together training programs. So there's modules for each of the components, and so we're looking at um, self study and then a train the trainer program in addition to um, individual uh, or group coaching for that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. What is, just give me one most favorite module from the Success Principles training. Uh,
1: my absolute favorite is, is around self-awareness, period. I, I just okay. think that if you, if you start there, if you do nothing else mm-hmm. and you understand who you are as Mm -hmm. a person, and you are aware of how you impact other people, Mm
0: -hmm. that
1: it gives you a place to start. The other components are extremely important, but they're they're kind of building blocks on top of your self-awareness. And once you know who you are, then you can better navigate relationships you can better navigate um, conflict and um, you know organizing and helping your team the The other one that comes along with that I think is purpose and knowing yeah. what your purpose is as a leader yeah. and again, being a leader is not a, being a leader is not about you. <laughs> And I think a lot of people who are in positions of power and positions of leadership think it's about them because they've ascended to that position, but it really isn't about them. It's about the people that they lead.
0: They lead, absolutely.
1: And you take care of them, then, you know, that allows you to build a team around a shared vision, a shared goal, and then you're able to accomplish things that no one of you could accom- accomplish individually. And that's yeah. the whole purpose of a team, right, is to do yeah. more than each of the parts could do individually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you covered it all. So, okay, so name two books that changed you or change your life, or change the way you think. You're only allowed to. so you have to. <laughs> only it allowed. It. To. <laughs> <laughs> well, the top two books that really helped you in your life. So I, uh, the top two, and I
1: happen to be reading both of them now again. Mm-hmm. That's how important they are. Okay. Um, and one of them I know you are currently rereading as well, which is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon yes. Hill. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I think one, if one were never to read any other book um, on manifestation, on goal setting, leadership, um, professional or personal development, that would be, that would definitely be one. Yes, um, and for me personally, uh, is the Bible. I read it every day. Um, there are such words of wisdom in it, and I, that's what I look to every day for wisdom on how to treat people, how to interact with people, how to face my mm-hmm. challenges. Um, how to face the things that I'm not going to say are wrong with me, but mm-hmm. that, that are not when I look in the mirror that are not exactly the way that I want,
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: it helps me with that. It helps me with every relationship. So oh, those yeah. are the two books. And, um, and if, one is not inclined to read that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a privilege here and go another half a book because some, <laughs> that may not be a book that people are willing to read, and okay. I can respect that. Okay. Um, I would say another book that has been extremely helpful has been Jack Canfield's Success Principles, and there are 67 principles know. in that. They're just yeah. very practical easy mindset shifts and habits to adopt yeah. um, that if you incorporate them in your life, they do the same thing, right? They, they, they help you to be introspective and to, to address things that maybe aren't working exactly the way you want. That helps you to take ownership and responsibility for your life and your choices and then allows you to step confidently into the world, um, knowing that you're coming from a place of service and um, grace and compassion for other people.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know, when I got this book, when it came out new, because I used to be a follower of, like, Jack Canfield, and when this book came in, I was, I think, one of the first who purchased it. And I don't drive to work because it's crazy to drive downtown here in Toronto. So I take the train. Uh Taking the train, I call it my sanity time because there is nobody calling my name. No mom, no Gabby. It's the quietest time that I have that is when I read. So I missed my train, My where I'm supposed to get off, by four stations. That's how good that book was. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear this name of a station, and I'm like confused big time. Where am I? And then, like, I got so scared, and I just ran outside before the doors closed. And then I had to go to the other side to to return to, again, four more stations to get to where I'm supposed to be. That's how good the book is. I think it happened to me twice, yeah. Yeah, that book absolutely. is absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Agreed. And it's, okay. The, huh? the best part is it's it's like bite-sized pieces, right?
1: You can just yeah. do one principle at a time, instill it and yeah. then go and take another one at another time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that was the best thing that's based on that. That's how we got the training and we got the, the certification because it was a book like definitely worth reading more than once as well. Not like, yes. you know. Yeah. 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 So that is, um, that. So nowadays, with all of us being locked out and, uh, working from home or whatever, and people are, a lot of people are really scared of what is to come or what's going on. And, uh, some people are, feel they're still in the dark. They don't know what's gonna happen and where things are gonna go back to normal. So when we're dealing with fear, in just short, like four or five sentences, what is the best thing to do to get rid of the fear that people are facing? What's your advice so, on that? So what
1: I work with my clients on is to get them to look at the truth um, and the go to the essence of truth. It is... Part one, and the other part is that the fear is generally in our heads, right? We, we we imagine things are going to turn out worse than they usually do, and so then get in touch with the truth and operate from a place of truth, and rather than in your imagination.
0: Yes, I guess it's also the media is not helping, right? They say, and like, definitely, uh, as yeah. it
1: relates to our current situation, spend as little time listening to the media as possible. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah listening to the news because they keep on saying, like, in the fall, it's going to be worse than what we have seen already. It's going to get better, but it's going to get worse. So you don't really hear anything, a lot of positive, you know, news about whatever is going on so they give you hope and then they scare you. They give you a little hope and then they scare you. So my motto is don't watch the news. If there is anything yeah yeah if there is anything important I know one of my friends is gonna call me and tell me about it. So I don't sit there watch I haven't like actually the news since I think two thousand twelve I've stopped watching it. So, people tend to call me and tell me if there is something important, but yeah it 's uh, kind of scary times um, so yeah, so I think fear is can be very crippling. I think people need to uh, have faith uh, have faith Absolutely. in themselves and have faith in God and have faith in uh, the higher power that they are protected and uh, Absolutely. That's, yeah that 's the only way we can we can you know go through this um weird times like i have to say absolutely
1: and and look for the truth so even in what you're saying in what the the media is saying look for the truth in what's being reported you know not just that someone's reporting something but what's the real truth behind that
0: and
1: and operate from that place because you know fear is is about the, the imagining of what is to come or, or, or what you think you don't know is happening. Yes. Yeah. And the reality is that we never know what's happening, right? Yeah, exactly. We've got the media, you know, kind of selling us this bill of goods about the unknown and these are uncertain times. And the reality, Gabby, is yes. that it's all uncertain. It was uncertain three months ago. It just wasn't hyped up as uncertain three months ago. And when every email we get, every text from every company, every, you know, know, from the the electric company to the water company to, you know, whoever provides your phone service, if every email that comes says, in these uncertain times and we know you're scared, they're just reinforcing that concept. But the reality is it's always uncertain. It's always been, un- the future has always been unknown.
0: Unknown. unknown. And
1: okay. this is just unknown on a different scale. That's all.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, to, to just uh, to wrap up and to get a little more positive conversation, I'm going to ask you, if you had to choose only one country, that you have never visited to visit before you die. Which country would it be? Ha! Got you there. Ha! Huh. You went
1: quite. <laughs> <The> only one. <laughs> you were the only one. Only, only
0: one. If you had to visit one, one country before you die, what, which country oh, would it be? You goodness. cannot say the. You cannot say Hawaii because we already know now that you're dying to go to Hawaii, so <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, if you're going to go there.
1: I guess that since that's in the United States it doesn't count anyway. No.
0: But no no, um, it doesn't. It's a country we're looking like from the country. Okay, I'm going to give you 3. Okay, I'm going to be nicer and I'm going to give you three okay. countries. Okay, I like that. I like okay.
1: that. And this is okay. this that actually helps cuz we were planning a trip and it will still happen, but we're going to visit I want to see Greece.
0: Okay. Um nice. and
1: then the other two technically are on the continent of Africa. Um, Egypt, and I'd like to go to Seychelles. So, um, and what that does is gives me coastal places to go, and then Egypt for history.
0: History, yeah. My God, that yeah. country is, like, full of history, and so is Greece, by the way. So, yeah, yeah I haven't been yeah. to Greece except at the airport, but um, but Egypt I have been three times, and, yes, it is. There is a lot of yeah. history there. Yeah, you need two weeks. minimum I want to, to go, go to there. Santorini.
1: Santorini yeah. Santorini's mm-hmm. on my list, and so Santorini Seychelles and yeah, um,
0: Egypt. So yeah, excellent. Yeah, good choice. Oh, good yeah. choice. I'm looking forward okay. to it. I know. Eh, yeah, yeah. Manifest it. Visualize it. Is it in your uh, vision board? On my okay. vision board, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so hopefully that is going to happen. And then if there is one dream that you want to accomplish besides the coaching, the training, a personal dream, like a personal thing that you want to do before you die, what would it be?
1: Mm. So this is personal, but it, it's kind of business related, but it's not related to coaching um, or writing books. I would love, love, love to, um, I'm an artist, Um, Mm -hmm. not very good, but I love art. I love painting and photography. I think I'm a pretty good photographer. Um, And I would love to have an art gallery and uh, so run an art gallery that is a combination art gallery, wine, um,
0: oh a winery,
1: and with a that uh, has a jazz club component to it. So that's oh like mommy. this big, big dream that I have um, to to make that a reality and give artists that are, um, you know, give artists a, a place, both the visual arts and performing arts, as a venue and yeah. a place to go in and, and just drink fabulous wine. So that's my big Oh, my
0: thing. goodness. I definitely will visit you there. Oh, cool. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that's such that's a beautiful dream. And on my dream. vision
1: board as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be in Hawaii then? I would love for it to be in Hawaii. <laughs> if your husband agrees talent. to
1: it. Yeah. Here's the challenge with Hawaii. However, wine doesn't grow that great. Oh um, yeah, that's true. On the Big Island, so there is a winery there. The wine's not all that great. Um, it's drinkable, but it's not the world's best because the you know the soil. You know, yeah. it's um, lava rock, so it's a little different there. But yes, I would love to have at least like um, it would be the the winery jazz club west uh you know the hawaii edition
0: and so oh, wow. we would just import the wine over there instead exactly. of growing I was it right just there. gonna say you can import it no big deal <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. oh my god it was so much having you and then uh, oh, okay before you. i close i want to invite you by the way uh, i don't know if in our mastermind call, tara spoke about She attended the Landed for Success virtual uh, speed networking event, like it was a two-hour virtual meeting where Mm -hmm. everyone who registered gets a 30-second time to introduce themselves. I would like to invite you for May 21st to attend it and let people see you and then you can introduce yourself.
1: I would love to as long as I have an event that day, uh, depending on the time, but I would love to, and if I can work around the time of something I already have on my calendar, I'm absolutely there.
0: Okay, so I will be emailing you ladies, all of you actually, our mastermind group the uh, uh, to register. It is seven hour time, Eastern Standard, so seven to nine. It's two hours and it is amazing. There is a giveaways, there, is, uh, there are authors who will be speaking and there are sponsors and then the networking group, like when you sign up, you get to introduce yourself. You get called out and you get to introduce yourself and then You can post your links on on the chat, and then anybody who wants to get in touch with you can get in touch with you. So it's amazing.
1: Awesome. I would look forward to it. And if that's not the only one you're having, and if for some reason it's a conflict and I can do it at another time, I'm happy to do that.
0: Yes, we're going to have it every two weeks. So, yeah. Okay. If this one, something happened you didn't show, you can show up on the next one. Absolutely, then I will make that happen. Awesome. Okay, so any, what last word would you give, what last advice would you give, a short advice to our listeners before we go?
1: Dream, dream big, and then go after your dreams. That You know, I, I, that's what life is about. Um, Figure out a way to be of service to other people in, in as part of your dream and then just make it happen.
0: Okay. I'm writing it down. So dream big and make it happen. Yes. And ask love for help. Love it. Right? You're yeah. there. I'm there. Ask for help. Make your yeah. dreams happen. Oh, my God, I love it. It was such a pleasure having you. Oh, my God, I don't mind having you again. It was so much fun. Oh, thank you.
1: I would love to come again. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for doing this, for sharing your gift with the world. And um, I'm blessed to be a part of the Mastermind with you and look forward to continuing to serve um, as we move forward.
0: Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you with me and everybody. I will be posting. I will be posting all her contacts. You can get in touch with her, and if you have any questions, you can message me. I can connect you directly with her. Okay. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye, Han. Bye. Bye. Wishing everybody grace, peace, and balance. Until the next episode, take care. Bye.